This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my new dating course, Dating in the Wild, The Adult Man Method. Click the link down in the description to grab the entire system that helps me go from dating zero to dating hero in my own life as a man. You can also download my free ebook, The Quick Start Guide to Improving Your Dating Life for Men. And while you're at it, you can book a free 15-minute discovery call with me to see if you may be an ideal candidate for my one-on-one alpha transformation dating coaching program for men. Find links to all of these resources and more down in the description. As I always say, life is too short for a dating life that sucks. Let's get you started on the path to transforming it today. All right, now it's time for today's episode. I also am not threatened by a woman's past. And I believe that this is something that high value men need to understand is if you are so threatened by the men a woman has been with, even though she's on a date with you, you've got to really revisit your priorities and your confidence level as a man. Because in my mind, when I am on a date with a woman, no matter how many men she's been with, whether it be five, 10, 20, whatever, I am highly confident that I'm the best she's ever been on a date with and I'm the best she will ever have. And the reason for why I'm confident about that is because I I grind every day. And if I'm wrong about that, that will play itself out in the market and oh well. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Joshua Segevis podcast. This is the podcast where you learn how to increase your attraction, level up your dating game, and embrace the alpha mentality. Today, I am re- reacting to an interview that I published uh, the other day. The... Uh, the interview was called uh, Female Perspective Interview Number One, and I'll link to it down in the description if you want to watch the full, like, you know, the full actual interview. But the purpose behind this uh, was for me to begin a series where I interview women, getting their real thoughts, feelings, and perspective on dating. And this is helpful to men because as men, if we really want to succeed at dating, we have to understand the female perspective. There are a lot of guys in the dating coach space. There's a lot of guys in the manosphere who kind of say things like, uh, you can't learn how to fish from a fish. Don't ask women how to date. This is nonsense. This is anytime you hear someone say you shouldn't listen to women in regards to like the female experience, this is a, a huge red flag. Um, the truth of the matter is that sometimes it's difficult to understand women as men, but it's in our best interest to try if we want to interface with them in a helpful and positive way. This has resulted in like incredible levels of dating success for me in my life. And this is a key to dating success overall as a man. And so what I want to do is I want to go through this interview that I posted and I want to react to the different parts. So we're hearing the female perspective, and then I want to go over it with some insights of my own from the man's perspective, from someone who understands dating, maybe to give a little more clarity, give a little more information to kind of fill in some of the blanks, to maybe uh, shed some light on exactly what is being said sometimes, and then helping men to understand this perspective a little bit better. So with that being said, let's dive into it. I'm just going to play this interview and I'm going to stop it periodically and react to it. So this might be a longer form video. I hope that you enjoy it. Let's dive into it. All right. Welcome to the interview. Uh, For the first question, may I ask your first name? Uh, Yeah, it's Maria. Maria, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Uh, The second question is- Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, 
With this being said, if you're a lady and you're watching this and you'd like to jump into one of these interviews and be interviewed anonymously to give your perspective on dating so that men can get a better understanding of it, uh, please message me because I would love to feature you in an interview anonymously, of course, if you would like to do that. The second question is, and you can be specific or you can just give a range, uh, what is your age? I'm 19 years old. One thing that you will notice, men, is that women do change in their mating behaviors as they get older. Uh, women who are younger, they wield an incredible amount of um, attraction power over the market. Um, it, it could be said that a young female woman is one of the most sexually powerful versions of humanity that will ever exist because uh, they are just so desirable because they have they have really maxed out a lot of their um, attraction markers. So their health cues, their fertility cues. Uh, as women get older, this is one of the fears that women have is that they start to diminish in attractiveness. Now, a lot of people will say things like, um, you know, older women, they, they age like milk and men age like fine wine. Like, here's the truth. We always want to be improving with age. We always want to be getting better. So the same is true for women as it is for men. If they take care of themselves and they work out and they maintain a healthy diet and they maintain their health, they look amazing as they age and men do the same. So, you know, right now I'm dating a woman who is my age. She's like literally within a year of me. I'm 36. She's 35. And we connect so well, but she also has a lot of experience. I've dated younger women in the past. Um, it was a little difficult, a little challenging in the sense that we were at different experience levels. And so sometimes like trying to talk through things rationally, it just either took more effort to try to get her to understand my perspective or something. Whereas in my current relationship, that's not really the case. Then again, some younger women are wise beyond their years. I've seen a lot of couples where there's a woman five, six, seven years younger, and she's a lot more wise than the guy is because he just hasn't been through anything. So age, you know, age is kind of a number. There are many variables to look at. So, you know, just keep an open mind about that. All right. Very good. And then uh, the third question is, what part of the world do you live in? I live in Argentina. So I've never dated outside of the United States, the continental United States. I've really only dated, actually, to be honest, I've only dated women in the Midwest United States. So my experience dating women around the world is pretty much non-existent. I don't know <laughs> if it's much different to date in Argentina than it is in um, in Missouri or Arkansas or Illinois. But um, anyway, that you know, culture does make a difference. However, this is the thing. The core fundamental instincts that drive human mating behavior are universal. They're a human uh, phenomenon. So there's a certain level to where this language of attraction crosses cultures. And you can see that when you look at scientific studies that have been done in different population groups, right? That's kind of where you want to look for the data on that. All right, let's continue. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, Question number four is, please give the audience a bit of background information about your past dating and relationship history. Well, I didn't really date much in high school. I started dating when I got into university. And <clears throat> yeah, I basically um, talked with people, but I never really did the dates thing. 
I didn't really feel comfortable for it. And then I met my boyfriend and we've been together for almost a year. In this interview, you'll hear Maria mention several times, she'll mention safety, being comfortable, etc. And here's the thing. This is very important to women. It's very important to her too, as you'll hear as she explains this. Um, women put themselves at great risk when they trust a man in a mating type scenario, right? They're trusting him not only emotionally and psychologically, you know, being intimate is a vulnerable thing, but they're also trusting him physically. Men are big and strong and scary, right? So as men, we have to keep this uh, in mind. We have to be aware that when we meet a woman, there's going to be a period of time where we're going to want to uh, talk to her, share about ourselves, make sure that we're being perceived as someone who she can trust, but that doesn't mean you want to be a beta nice guy, right? There's a, there's a fine line between being a simp and a beta and then being a formidable man who she understands that is safe for her because he's not going to be like dangerous for her, right? Um, a high value man is skilled in the capacity for danger, but he uses it to protect his loved ones. So he would always use it to protect the woman he's with, not to inflict any kind of harm or damage on her, either emotionally or psychologically or physically. So this is a very important thing for men to understand. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, so number five question number five do you feel like you've had a good dating experience in your life as a woman yeah totally i think um i haven't had any tough situations to deal with and um, at least the people i did date were very good and particularly i've been in a very good relationship okay very very good um one thing that you have to take into account is that humans, you know, they come with a certain amount of, you know, they might call it baggage. You know, there's stuff. We've all gone through some stuff. We've all got stuff in the closet in the terms of like trauma we've been through, things that have hurt us in the past. Women are going to come into this, you know, the same. And a lot of guys will talk about how like, oh, I like younger women because they're not as tarnished or not as jaded. But, you know, here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you, a high value man seeks to make wise mating choices, but that doesn't always mean dating the youngest girl possible who has had the least amount of experience possible. A lot of guys will disagree with me about this, but there is, there's a lot, a lot of guys get frustrated at the idea that women like to party and use all their sexual leverage when they're young. And then when they get older, right? And they start to get a little scared that they might not find someone, then they want to settle down. It's almost like they want to have their cake and eat it too. A lot of guys get very worked up and freaked out by this. But but listen, here's the thing. Uh, and a lot of women will say this and it just falls on deaf ears. And as a man, it's important for you to understand this. Women are not taught or told or educated about how to best leverage their sexual power. So you know, it's like turning it's like turning a guy loose in a candy factory who has a sweet tooth, right? Women want to connect with men. They're attracted to men. And when men give them attention, there's a part of them that wants to follow that. And that's a crazy powerful thing for a young attractive woman. She's bombarded by 
endless, infinite male attention. She likes the validation. It feels good to her. Um, it gives her some confidence, right? As men, we would want to do the same thing. We just don't usually have as much opportunity to because um, fewer men are reproductively successful at a younger age than younger women, right? It takes men a while to build up their value and get the skills and to be able to interface with women, generally speaking. Now, with that being said, it's also true that women learn. See, when I've dated younger women who are much more um, naive and they hadn't had as much experience, there were downsides to that, right? Th those are great women. There's nothing wrong with that. But there were downsides in the sense that it was really almost impossible for them to relate to me and what I'd been through in my life and the kinds of things I was dealing with in my age group. And I'm talking about women, you know, five, six, seven years younger than you. But dating women my age, I've found that the quality of conversation is usually much, much higher, and there can be a lot more relatability, and there can be a lot more kind of shared mutual connections on things. Does she have a past? She probably has more of a past than the younger girl, but here's the thing. Um, I also am not threatened by a woman's past, and I believe that this is something that high-value men need to understand is if you are th so threatened by the men a woman has been with, even though she's on a date with you, you've got to really revisit your priorities and your confidence level as a man. Because in my mind, when I am on a date with a woman, no matter how many men she's been with, whether it be 5, 10, 20, whatever, I am highly confident that I'm the best she's ever been on a date with, and I'm the best she will ever have. And the reason for why I'm confident about that is because I, I grind every day. And if I'm wrong about that, that will play itself out in the market and oh well. But I have to come into it with that confidence. And the reason I have to come into it with that confidence is because I have a responsibility to myself to be putting in that work to make it true. I have to make it true. Right? So... I'm going to be working harder than the men she's been with in the past. I'm going to be getting more money than the men she's had in the past. I'm going to have bigger goals. I'm going to be a better nurturer. I'm going to be a better lover. I'm going to be better at intimacy. I'm going to be better at making her laugh. I'm going to be better looking. I'm going to have more style. I'm going to be more interesting. Uh, I These are not up for debate for me when I'm with a woman. I completely believe this whenever I'm with a woman. Um, usually it's true. Usually it's true. Um, sometimes it's not. And you know what? If it's not true, then she's probably going to bounce. And that means she was a higher value than I could than I could land. Like she had a higher value than me and she realized I wasn't the best deal for her. Okay. Well, then that just sorted itself out. Um, there's nothing to cry about. If I want to land women in a higher category bracket, I have to become a higher category man. This is what we must always tell ourselves this is what the truth of the marketplace is. But a lot of men, they get all worked up over, oh, you've been with this guy. You've been with that guy. How many guys have you been with? This is all such beta nonsense, beta nonsense. Don't worry about this stuff. Question number six is, what do you as a woman actually want and desire from the men you date? I think I truly enjoy um, having fun. I enjoy finding people people that can make me laugh and i there's a lot of um there's a lot of speculation about why women like men who can make them laugh um 
it's not it's not like so why would woman a woman choose a man who can make her laugh over a big strong guy who's serious all the time there is some truth to this that women really love like to laugh they love a guy who can make them laugh maybe even more so than some other uh, attraction markers so why is it i think the best evidence points toward the fact that women see a man's ability to make them laugh as not only a marker of higher intelligence but also a marker of increased social aptitude. Like he's more socially savvy if he can not only read the situation well enough to have a good conversation, but also to add humor to it. Because humor is a very complex conversational trick. To, to say something funny and make people laugh intentionally, uh, that is a that means that you're kind of at the cutting edge of sociality. And a lot of us take this for granted because we are truly exceptional communicators as, as humans, as a species, we're really good at communicating. We have a very complex mode of communication. However, women look for this in men as a sign of being able to interface with other humans. And so this to her is a very positive marker because women can't afford to get saddled with men who are socially unsavvy. Those types of men are less likely to be um, successful. It could also be a marker of lower intelligence, which you know, a lower IQ generally means that you're going to have a lower net worth, and it generally means you're not going to accomplish as much and be as successful. So rough. It's rough out there. <laughs> I like to feel comfortable. I don't really enjoy when people like judge you and um, all of those kind of things. I think I most I'm going to say this also on the topic of shaming women for their past and stuff, judging women. One of the things I think that has gotten me more success with women than a lot of other factors is that when I'm with women, I'm like, so I have zero jealousy. I like, I used to be very jealous when I was a beta insecure, nice guy who was desperate for attention. I used to be extremely jealous, but I have purged that from my system. Like, I feel only the very faintest pangs of jealousy. And then I quickly register that it's happening and I banish it from my system. So I, I never act out in jealousy with women. And in fact, I've had women tell me crazy stuff they've done in the past. And I think that the fact that it just doesn't affect me and I'm just like, oh, wow, oh, that's crazy. My goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, and I just like don't even make a big deal about it. And in fact, I can even ask them follow up questions, follow up questions if I think it's interesting. And I can also be almost be playful about it. I think that that makes women see me as being way more secure in myself. And I've heard that from women. They're like, you know, most guys freak out when I tell them I've slept with someone else in the past. Most guys are jealous of my ex. Most guys are this or that. And you're just not, right? Um, I just couldn't care less. And it all comes back to that. I'm fully self-validated. In my, in my opinion, she's not ever been with a guy who's been at my level and she never will be again. And I believe this as fact. And I don't believe it delusionally. I believe it because every day I put in that work to have that assurance. So, um, and then I act like it, right? I put my I put my uh, money where my mouth is in my behavior. And so I think that this has translated to a lot of dating success for me. So once again, got to get rid of that jealousy. Can't be acting like a beta, jealous of guys who aren't even around anymore. Mostly uh, just look for uh, people who can make me laugh and can make me feel comfortable. There's that comfort. Very again. good, very Women good. Want to be comfortable uh, question safe. number seven is, what are the most attractive features, traits, or characteristics that you look for in your male dating partners? Um, well, I 
like them to be really considerate about uh, my feelings and to trust me and my judgment. I um, Here's the thing, being considerate of women's feelings, like this is important because women want men to be nurturers. And this is confusing to a lot of men. A lot of men are like, well, I should be like a, I should be like a warrior. I should be like a ruler, rule with an iron fist. This is alpha. That's actually not true. If you read Franz de Waal, you know, um, chimpanzee politics, and then Mama's Last Hug, you know, he's a leading primatologist. He's, he has identified that, for example, alpha chimpanzees tend to be much more successful when they are the nurturers of the tribe and when they develop strong political ties with the females, right? They win over the females. They hug and kiss the little babies. They they are good to the other male chimps. They try to, you know, it's kind of like fair as far as chimps go. Um, they tend to have much longer and more successful reigns than tyrannical, bully, aggressive chimps, even if those chimps are bigger, because no matter how big a chimp is, Two chimps are going to tear him limb from limb if he crosses them or pushes them too far, and chimps won't tolerate it. <laughs> and humans are very similar. We won't tolerate a bully or an oppressor generally for very long. So as men, we want to be nurturing. We want to be soft to the woman in our life. We want to be lifting her up. We want to be loving to her, right? This is the answer, not to be a tyrannical bully. Women like this. Women want strong men who are capable of being dangerous, but they want those men to give them love and affirmation and tenderness. And they want him to show his danger to the rest of the world and be like, back off. This is my home. This is my family. I'm not going to let you hurt them. This is the this is the candy that women are after, man. For example, my current boyfriend uh, is really proud of how smart I am and how dedicated to uh, the things that I uh, strive for in life I am. And I think that is a very good trait to have to um, be like to be positive about uh, the dreams that that your relation, your significant other is pursuing. And I also enjoy um, funny people and people you can have fun with and that are open to new and uh, interesting experiences. New and interesting experiences. Women want to go on adventures. They don't want a guy who's going to just go to work, come home, put on his sweatpants, sit in front of the TV, watch football or play video games. And then he wants, then he wants like, he wants her to service him in the bedroom. Then he wants to fall asleep and snore loudly until the next morning. Women don't want this. Women want a man who's ready to go on an adventure. They want a man who's creating his own money, creating his own destiny, taking her for fun adventures. It doesn't have to be even a big adventure. She just wants an adventure, like, like, like having a picnic in the backyard instead of eating at the dinner table, uh, instead of sitting at the couch and watching a show again, uh, taking her for a bike ride around the block. And she'll be like, I don't want to go. And he's like, we're going, we're going on an adventure. Put your bike helmet on, you know, pack your sandwich. We're going for a bike ride. She's like, why? She's like, cause I want to, and I want you to come with me because you're my girl, right? This is the kind of energy women want. Don't, um, don't get all lazy with it, right? This is very important, especially for long-term relationships. Very good, very good. Um, one thing that I might like to uh, ask, and this is kind of a slight follow-up to number seven, uh, the things that you listed, those all seem like very positive, relationship-oriented, kind of like almost like emotional things, uh, which is awesome. Yep. And that makes me wonder, and I want to kind of ask the follow-up question of, do you think, do you like feel that those types of things 
are more important than say like a man's physical traits or you know is it kind of equal or would you say that physical traits as far as like physical um attraction attractiveness and that kind of thing like how does how does that rank in the balance yeah i think for me totally i think i value way more the emotional aspect of it but of course there is also a quota of um like chemistry and uh, actually being attracted to the person you're with um that, that always comes into play but i don't think it's as important as those things when like highlighting the positives and negatives of what you want in people Okay, so this is a little confusing. A lot of men will be con- and will be confused about this. And to be honest, this does need a little bit of decoding. Here's what I've come to learn, what I've come to understand about women and the way they choose men. So the vast majority of men are not attractive to women, right? Uh, I've heard women say that they found 20% of men attractive, 15%, 10%. Some women say, oh, I only find about 5% of men attractive actually when a woman that means when a woman walks into a room with 100 men only 20 or less she's generally going to even think she even has that relative spark of of uh, attraction and that doesn't even really mean she's interested it just means she finds them attractive okay now when women say things like i value the emotional part over the physical part it's more important to me but i still like to feel attracted to them what that really means is after she rules out all of the men that she has zero attraction for like those men aren't even getting put up on the on the option list so that means ruling out 80 of the 100 men putting the 20 who are left up there and then when she looks at them she's going to say oh what's more important to me actually is the emotional part she means of the men she's interested in so this is why as men we have to be working on our fitness. We have to be grooming. We have to be having a great style. We got to be looking our best because if we don't fit into that top 20% of men, even if we're great guys, even if we're very nice, even if we're charming, even if we make her laugh, we're not even going to be in the running because women want, they want a number of attractive physical traits too. And so you have to qualify in that spark of chemistry thing. And let me tell you something. Let me be honest with you. If you have a pear shaped body, or if you're just skin and bones, right? If you're not, if you don't have a strong masculine athletic body, the odds that women are going to find you visually appealing and then let you into that second round where they audit and vet you for emotional strengths, um, it's much less likely going to happen. So we got to be cranking up those attraction metrics to get into a woman's radar and then a lot of other things come into play and matter. So that can be confusing to men, but there you go. I just cleared it up. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. All right. Question number eight, please describe the perfect man in terms of the type of man you'd love to date. If you could date any kind of man you wanted. Um, I think I'd always go for someone determinate, someone who has passions, who has dreams, who has aspirations. And, um, I always look for uh, people that are encouraging and that. Okay. So these are two things. She wants someone who's passionate, determined. She wants an ambitious man. Women don't want men who are just comfortable with sitting in mediocrity. Women want men who are going to push the envelope and become better and better. This is a survival instinct for women. Women get so frustrated with men who just stagnate. 
Uh, this is a recipe for disaster and a recipe for decreasing your your attractiveness and a recipe for getting left if you do manage to score a girlfriend. Now, she said she also wants men who are encouraging. She wants a leadership figure who can lead the family into the future. This is so important. I talk about this all the time. Leadership is a crucial attraction metric for men. If you're not developing yourself as a leader, then you're missing out. Um, if you want to develop yourself as a leader, I'd highly recommend listening to Jocko Willing's podcast or... Um, reading his book, Extreme Ownership, which is all about leadership. Amazing book, absolutely changed my life and helped me to learn a lot about leadership. But I'm telling you, if you're not a capable leader as a man, you're only going to go so far. You're only going to be so attractive. Women are only going to put up with you for so long and so often. And here's another thing. A lot of men don't like to hear this. Women initiate about 80% of divorces. And a lot of men are like, oh, these women leaving, they're just trashy. They're leaving the man, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You look, you look at a woman's situation where she ended her marriage. And I guarantee you 99% of the time, it's not that she just went crazy and wanted to ditch him. It's that he, when she met him, he was in a certain way, going a certain way, had certain attractiveness about him, but he either stagnated or dropped the ball. And he, you know, women do not leave men who are constantly improving and getting better. There are some exceptions to this rule. There are some very high value men who have been left, but then again, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Maybe they're successful in the public eye and in business, but they're not a nurturer. They're not a leader. They're not a strong, capable man who's loving to his family and who's the consoler in chief, who's the back emotional backbone of the family. These things are all important as men. We have to get these things straight. That um, truly try to be positive and to help you through everything. And she wants a nurture. Well, regarding physical traits, uh, since we discussed them previously, I think um, I really enjoy expressive eyes, uh, like eyes that really um, show feelings and emotions and that are expressive. And basically, I just enjoy people who are willing to like be vulnerable and share their. This is so interesting. She's taught, she labeled this as physical characteristics, but once again, this is an emotional thing. Uh, this goes to show how important this element is. But women, once again, you've got to fit into the physical part of it. You got to pass the test initially to even get into being vetted for this. But she wants expressive eyes, right? She wants a guy to be vulnerable. A lot of men misunderstand this. When you hear women say they want men to be vulnerable, this doesn't mean that they want men to make their emotional upkeep her problem. It means that they want men who are willing to share and talk about their day and open up and be a little vulnerable. But they want men who are self-sufficient, strong enough to handle their own emotions and their own problems. And they want a man who's strong enough to handle their emotions too, because women are emotional creatures. And you want women to be emotional creatures because that's where some that, that's where some of the most amazing feminine beauty comes from is when women lean into their feelings and they talk about their feelings and they they nurture you and they give you those those sweet, intimate female energies. That's amazing. So there's a lot of misconceptions about this. A lot of men misunderstand this. And what does this all go back to? This all goes back to the core masculine and feminine evolutionary mandates. For men, it is to generate resources and solve problems, to provide safety and security so that the tribe can survive and thrive. And for women, it is to create life and then to nurture that life into adulthood and to be a nurturer and an emotional building block and bridge builder for the rest of the tribe. Men bring home the meat and the money. 
women bring the love, their affection, their nurturing inspiration. They nourish the tribe emotionally while men nourish it physically and protect it physically, and women protect it emotionally. This is a beautiful blend of cooperative human energies. But so often people just do not pick up on this. And this is important to understand in your dating life. You must stay true to this purpose as a man. Stay true to your core evolutionary mandate, which is the purpose of mankind, mankind being the male part of the species. So there you have it. There's more to this video, but I'm going to keep my reaction there. If you want to watch the rest of the video, you can go uh, click it on the on the link down below. You can listen to the whole interview. It's a great interview. And I hope that I've helped to shed a little bit of light on some of the things Maria said. Once again, I really appreciate Maria jumping into this anonymous interview. And I hope that if there are any ladies watching my channel who might like to share their thoughts in an anonymous interview, that they will message me and uh, or comment and uh, just let me know. I would love to have more people on and I plan to do about one of these a week. So there's going to be more of this to come. All right. That's all I've got for this one. Go with grace, my friends. Never give up your power. This is Josh Segafa signing off.